Hello, folks. This is Tom again, and we are presenting to you another very time-delayed episode of Social Distance Warriors. This one was recorded way back on September 1st, long before the debates, before Trump's COVID diagnosis, before Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. So we don't talk about any of that stuff. And now um, give us a listen. Listen to us talk about none of that. Welcome to Social Distance Warriors, a podcast about the pandemic and things relating to the pandemic and things that aren't relating to the pandemic. My name is Tom, and I'm not an expert on any topic, so I shouldn't be believed or trusted to deliver accurate information. Uh, you can call me Rachel, and I'm also not a trusted expert on the coronavirus or pandemic information. Are you, uh, so you're Rachel again? Uh, th- for this week. Exciting. We're back. <laughs> Just, just another one of the exciting week to week little adventures. If you follow this podcast, how has your week been? Um, it's been a good week. Um, sort of in timeless limbo right now because I'm not doing school. I'm maybe Virginia unemployment is unhelpful, so it's unclear whether I'm receiving Virginia unemployment, but I, I like, day-to-day don't have a lot going on. So you don't know whether you're getting money from them or not? Well, they're definitely not giving me any money, but they say... I should continue asking for money <laughs> and that it's normal. <laughs> One, it's normal for them to deny you um, and say that you don't deserve money at first, but two, that you should keep applying anyway, even when they tell you it's fine now. Um, but it's not a great system. So yeah, so instead of giving you money, they just tell you that it's normal for them not to give you money. Yeah, and I believe, so I, I haven't invested sort of the prepared myself uh, to be, I guess, a Virginia unemployment warrior and, like, try and reach a live human. But, like, it is it is easier to, I believe, like, get hired by Virginia unemployment, like, fraud detection or Virginia unemployment, like, telephone help person than it is at this point to, like, receive unemployment because they're very overwhelmed and it's a hell bureaucracy system. Oh, yeah, that doesn't sound fun. Yeah, like w- one of my friends, um, they were working at a like temp agency and that agency, what they normally are supposed to be answering phone calls for, they were like, we have a special new project for you. It's Virginia unemployment questions. Um, so hmm. they're really overwhelmed. I, well, I mean, I guess that's, Creating extra jobs. <laughs> Unemployment <laughs> yep. is the ultimate job creator. It's true. I guess since you're not in school and you're not currently employed. Who am I? <laughs> Why? <laughs> what, else, what else could there possibly what be? What else is there? <laughs> mm-hmm. And you are both of those things. Yes, I am. Um, my, so you're like a double, a doubly person. I guess, yeah, because my classes start this week for the fall semester. 
I have my first one tomorrow as of this recording. And uh, work is also happening. And I don't know. <clears throat> it's just uh, a lot of stuff going on. But none of it involves me going to a place for a thing. It all involves me just staying home, which is how I like it for now. I'm, I'm curious to know whether you have done any socializing at all uh well i like in person in person i see i was gonna say <laughs> i i picked up a virtual another uh virtual commitment um i'm playing D D oh, nice. with some of my friends uh we'll see if we ever we're we're good at starting but we're very bad at completing a role-playing game um in person i think like the most in-person socializing i have done is like I have friends who are like my local sort of friends I have from middle school and high school and like the best way we've stayed in contact would be like I would go hang out with them or like I would make muffins and go hang out with them and like it is really hard for those friendships to like do different things now hmm. um but like we've tried different things to like walk together or like shout at each other <laughs> um from across a yard um like I was helping one of my friends last time we were recording when I was dog sitting um I was like helping her to do a dog sitting job and so we like had to <laughs> like exchange the keys to the house and like you know like contactless exchange keys but we know each other but we're standing apart kind of thing. Yeah. I feel like um I feel like the impression I've just kind of gotten is that a lot of people have been especially in like July and August have been kind of pushing towards greater in-person interaction. And I don't really necessarily know if that's a thing that makes sense to do at this stage. Like, I know I understand why people want to do it just because they're tired of not doing it. But I think while things are generally on a downward trend in terms of new daily cases, um, they haven't been that way for very long. And, you know, we're not really at a low point yet. Yeah. So I, I think I do think part of it is like that exhaustion of like, <laughs> well, it's already bad. Mm. But yeah, I because I've been on like baby watch for most of the summer, I haven't thought too much about like um what it will look like, I guess, in the after after baby times, <laughs> uh, which <laughs> are coming soon. Um, I, I, I think. I had mentioned so my sister did have her baby and right now my mom is like staying to help out with my sister and so that's why we've been like a lot more restrictive mm. over the summer and then after my mom comes back I will also um stay for a week at my sister's and it's unclear my um older niece has just started zoom kindergarten it is unclear how much that will affect uh the time that i am there whether i will be uh, assisting with that hmm. but that that is happening <laughs> reports are that my niece like ran around the house saying uh i'm not going to kindergarten and made it for like the first 10 minutes of class and then like logged herself out <laughs> um and again like i'm not going to kindergarten run around the house which is a way to do it god i would love to do that <laughs> just whenever i have like a zoom meeting that i um don't want to be in i have found that i have a limited tolerance for zoom meetings and it tends to be at about 50 minutes and if i'm on a zoom call 
it's about minute 50 is when I start to get really antsy. And it's like, I start to get like seized up by an almost like physical anxiety that's like, oh my God, I have to get off the Zoom call. It's It can be a problem because we have some relatively long meetings. Like we had like a two hour meeting earlier this week and we have, I think it's like two and a half hours later this week. And my favorite part of that meeting is when someone else screen shares, because oftentimes when someone else screen shares, that means it's okay for me to turn off my camera. <laughs> and that means that I can, um, I don't know, scream, <laughs> scream is, <laughs> scream is perhaps overstating it, but, um, I can, yeah, you uh, are no longer being <laughs> observed. Right. So I can just kind of lean back and go, ah. um, and I often do. <laughs> And thankfully, I have not so far been in a situation where I have neglected to mute my mic <laughs> while doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm always looking for these moments to kind of let loose the sort of physical discomfort that, that sets in as a result of the mis- mental discomfort yeah. of being on a Zoom call for a very long time. That's kind of been like a, a topic, I guess, with surveillance, like <laughs> the way the pandemic has increased just... I don't know, tools to surveil each other, yourself, your coworkers. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, well, and it's interesting because I don't necessarily have that reaction in in a physical meeting space when I am also subject to examination. But I guess in that case, it's less like people are staring at a screen in which I'm a tile like a member of the Brady Bunch. And it's more if someone were staring at me, I would know. <laughs> Like I'd be able to tell they were staring at. Me. Yeah. But even I mean, even even in even in in person meetings, I will tend to after a while, I will start to get grumpy about the fact that I have to be there, and I'll be like, you know, is this really the best use of my time? I won't say that, but I'll start thinking of it. Thinking it, and sometimes, you know, if someone else in the meeting starts, you know, going off on a tangent, I'll start like internally judging them. But I won't necessarily like feel the need to physically um, cry out in anguish. <laughs> In the way that I sometimes do on uh, on Zoom meetings. Yeah, I've been very lucky in the times where I was subject to like a lot of in-person meetings. I was always like a note taker. Mm. So me like just drawing things to escape and me taking very good notes look the same <laughs> and uh, can express all, all of the feelings without drawing any attention that's that's good that's good one of the reasons that i i bring up um the notion of in-person socializing is that this is something i've talked about a little bit uh before but i feel like i've been in under increasing um social pressure from my family to engage in family togetherness activities which during the earlier part of the pandemic we would have zoom calls almost like once a week And then there was a point at which we just stopped doing that and never really said, oh, we're going to stop doing this. It's just all of a sudden it stopped. And then it kept being like, oh, are you going to come down to Cape Cod for the weekend? Or like, oh, are you going to come over for dinner? And I have actually gone to my parents' place for dinner a couple times, um, including once in the past week. And I don't know, I feel like it's it's not that I feel like I shouldn't have done it. It's just it's a kind of interesting thing I've observed where like the possibility space of what we're allowed to do seems to have just like shifted for for no for no real reason. Yeah, some of my like older family uh, family friends, we've sort of at the beginning of the pandemic also maybe reached out to them, but like having having like a new baby in the family also gives like a good excuse 
to like just reach in, reach in, reach out, <laughs> uh, and and sort of check on people. And I don't know the reports from like older family and family friends are like pretty bleak. My like great aunt is like living in a sort of assisted living, but it's an apartment, and she's just been like very isolated in that time. And one of our family friends who's like in a nursing home, it is essentially like they're on like prison lockdown Mm. they had been since march and like the sort of exciting news is like just in the past month they've started like instead of like you know passing the meals to their rooms they're now allowed to like have socially distant lunch Mm. or dinner and it's like every time she goes for like a doctor's appointment she has to return to stricter like provisions at the nursing home and 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 some of my family friends are like yeah i'm doing like five times a week zoom dancing (laughs) classes uh the the like technology I don't know, because the only thing I can think of to, like, lessen that isolation, because we can't really visit all of them, it wouldn't really work, is to, like, do phone calls or do whatever technology they are at a level of being able to, like, comprehend. But it's really, like, really sucks if you don't have, like, internet knowledge or internet ability or, you know, like, you live in a place where all your, like, decisions are being made for you yeah no you're so it makes you kind of like a prisoner to an even greater degree yeah <sighs> that's yeah that's that's a bummer um speaking of bummers <laughs> <laughs> set you up for that yep what <laughs> one one thing that that's kind of a pretty huge bummer is uh, in the in the time since we last recorded um the actor chadwick boseman died mm-hmm. you know he played Black Panther in the film Black Panther and various other uh, Marvel films. And I don't know. I mean, like, that's the kind of thing that it, uh, it it's one of those like losses that is probably felt more deeply because of it happening in the midst of a number of other crises Yeah, where it feels like everyone is a little sore from all of the stuff that's going on, all the shit between the pandemic and the social unrest around um issues of policing and race and also the election season and those those things very much interact with one another and intersect with one another and feed back into one another i feel like a like a celebrity death it's more cutting than it normally would be yeah i i don't know if this would mitigate any of that but it's also like all of the sort of like like cultural guideposts because I mean, there's always sort of, like, religious guideposts, but all the, like, sort of TV awards or, like, where someone would pass away and you'd get to have, like, visually see everyone in their circle sort of gather together and do, you know, like a in-memoriam concert um, or tribute sort of thing. It's still possible, but it's, like, really different. Um, yeah, it's sad. Well, you were you were correct. That was that was an additional <laughs> additional bummer that you brought to to this space. Mm, but that's okay. I don't know. I feel I feel like in some ways it's all one big bummer. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's life. It's just one big just... beach ball of a bummer that we just bounce bounce around back and forth. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, have you been following? Um, well, I, I, I'm supposing you probably have been following like political news about like the convention and the fallout and like all the people talking about what happened and then talking about talking about what happened. Because <laughs> I know you're in a place where um, cable news is often um, piped into your ears. Yeah, um, I have, but like very consciously not. So I've been like, <laughs> when I leave my room, sort of I'm leaving my room but I'm also watching The Untamed on Netflix or like I'm leaving the house because (laughs) the Republican National Convention is on you know like I (laughs) sort of went into even more of a bubble Mm. uh, one individual (laughs) nothing gets in a bubble so I don't I I backed off from a lot of that. How how far into the Untamed are you? I have I have finished the Netflix series. Oh okay. And uh, <laughs> the reason I started the series at all is because when my particular like friend group from college, when we as a sort of collective get into a piece of media, it goes pretty hard. Mm-hmm. So like they've, um, it's based off a, a like really long Chinese novel source material. Uh, So there's that that I I guess I will go towards next, uh, knowing like what to expect. And there's also um, a sort of like animated cartoon version of the Untamed uh, to go to next. There's an audio drama that's in, uh, I think, both Chinese and another language that is not English, uh, (laughs) different versions. So it's like, this is like, I I think a good way to, or my way of like getting into stuff is that like, I no longer like really care about like spoilers. It's just like, if my friends are talking about something and they talk to me or talk about it around me enough, uh, then I will want to uh, also see see what it's all about, and that makes me more interested. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I still haven't finished it. I um, I think I mentioned many months ago on this podcast many a month that uh, that I had I was watching it, and I think I'm only on like episode thirty eight or thirty nine or something like that. And it's it's been a been a while since I checked back in. But so listeners I mean, can go back, and then <laughs> now it's September, and then calculate how many. <laughs> How many episodes you've seen in that time? Yeah, it's it's a good show. Out of, out of curiosity, um, how high would you rate your comprehension of everything that happens at the show <laughs> on like a numerical scale of one to one hundred? <laughs> where it's where one hundred is, I always know exactly what's happening, and one is uh, I don't know anything. So <laughs> I always enjoy when I don't know what's happening, um, <laughs> and I would say I, I really so I really like how the intro, like the intro sequence and the credit sequence one good songs both times two you see really in other contexts this would be like wow that's a major spoiler for your whole show you're showing like the main character falling off a cliff here Mm. um but you see like other characters who are already introduced but in their most like traumatic moment or both traumatic and dramatic moments of the show and then like um, it's a helpful sort of like fill in the puzzle pieces as uh, you go on and sort of like now you can recognize ah that clip here is where that clip was pulled exactly from. And even having seen it, <laughs> it, it doesn't help you. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, having having like seen the whole show and also like had 
had people who I could be like, what is happening? Um, please tell me who the names of these characters are one more time. Some of them have two or even three names. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm at like, I would say now in my enlightened state, I'm at like eight comprehension and probably... Eight out of 100? Oh, out of 100. Oh, so, okay, 80. <laughs> okay, okay. But also one or two uh, at the beginning. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know, I, I feel like... You know, I'm 11 episodes or so from the end. I feel like I'm at a, a solid seven. <laughs> there are a lot of characters with many names. You will so. learn. <laughs> uh, one one thing about, like, those last, like, dozen episodes is that I do feel like there's a point where the show sort of has many genres where it's like, okay, it's sort of like a school learning uh, show. It's sort of like a romance show. It's sort of like a war crimes show. <laughs> and for the last like dozen episodes, there's a portion where it's like... It's a mystery, like a procedural. Well, yes, mystery, but it's also like very much it will become like, here's a fantasy like equivalent of like more or Jerry Springer, where it's Ooh. like, we're gonna, we have relationships and we have histories with each other and we are going to talk about those things uh, right now. Like, that may be <laughs> all of what happens for the episode, but we are going to get to the bottom of our relationships uh, with each other. I'm excited. That sounds like late period Homestuck to me, <laughs> like uh, XXXX stuff. Okay, so I guess I'll look forward to that <laughs> when I eventually – I don't know. I got derailed a bit because many of my um, – uh, a number of my friends and I have been watching Lost on, on Twitter together. And so you could say you got you got a little – got a little lost. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. <laughs> I believe we had one action item. Uh, do you remember what it was? Uh, well, I remember your action item. Well, and I remember my action item. <laughs> oh, there were two. Okay. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, my action item was like uh, call some elected official and talk to them <laughs> about an issue. Uh, so I, I I did that because I keep trying to do that. I'm gathering. D did you did you attempt to do that? No, I didn't do that. I also didn't do mine. Well, mine was um wear a hat. Would you believe? Me, if I told you I'm wearing a hat Whoa. right now and have been <laughs> for the past half hour. Plot twist. Do you ordinarily wear a hat when you record? Never. No? Never. Um, and in fact, because I'm wearing like headphones, it was kind of awkward. I sort of felt like sometimes like on TV shows where it's like, you know, an anthropomorphic bunny rabbit and they're like wearing a hat and they're wearing headphones and it's like clearly the headphones should be over the ears of the bunny but they're over the ears of the hat it's it's um not a very like good looking way to wear a hat over top of obnoxious headphones but i'm doing it mm. um i also took my dog for a walk before this and i wore the hat during that time did it change your frame of mind or your self concept <laughs> Uh, too soon, too soon to say. Okay. It's one of my dad's hats. He has many. So I just grabbed one out of uh, his hat closet. Did you ever watch, this might have been before your time, the uh, Nickelodeon program, The Secret World of Alex Mack? Um, I've heard of it and probably my sister, like if my sister watched it, I would have seen a few episodes, but... I could not tell you who Andy Mack is, unless it's the <laughs> it's one. Alex it's it's Mack. not the one. It's not one. The one when they get turned into a dog and have to do good things to get um, no. That's turned back into a human. That, that's one hundred deeds for Eddie McDowd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, no, this is about a teenage girl who gets hit by a truck 
and doused with chemicals that give her superpowers, which mainly, I believe, include the ability to, like, shoot lightning from her hands and the ability to turn into a puddle of goo. But anyhow, the reason I bring her up is because I was just thinking about hats and famously, I don't know how famously, but famously to me, um, that character played by actress Larissa Olenek who I don't know if she's ever been in anything else, but I just remember her name. In every episode, like, she would wear this astonishing variety of hats. Like, she, her wardrobe, her hat wardrobe was very impressive. She had just tons and tons of different hats. Nothing like one another. Like, backwards baseball cap one week, and then, like, a beanie the next week. And then, yeah, it was was just... You know, all over the map, hat-wise. I don't know. If if your listeners out there are looking for hat inspiration, they should find out if The Secret World of Alex Mack is streaming and go watch it. And I don't remember if it's worth watching. <laughs> Report back. Yeah, I would say my hat sort of looks most cinematically like in The Princess Diaries when um, Anne Hathaway has like undergone the movie makeover but doesn't want anyone at her school to know. So she comes to school wearing all her like straightened no longer frizzy hair like in a hat because Mm. it has to be hidden and then um the girl who's a bully like brings it up and the teacher makes her take off the hat that is the hat i'm wearing (laughs) are you hiding mysterious hair well i mean my hair is short (laughs) enough that it is all (laughs) it is all hidden i don't know if we want to add additional action items to the table um i guess i would i would boost your action item and expand it and say to watch like any either cartoon or like show you watched or was around when you were or for kids for teens Mm. you know like one of those older shows yeah i was not intending for the alex matt recommendation to be an action item but i guess it is now twist (laughs) all right cool like i i ended up watching um in my cartoons um some early uh arthur pbs kids arthur cartoons Mm. and they're pretty good. They're like at this point about 20 years old of a cartoon. Wow. <laughs> um, all right. So that's we, we have our action items. Um, and uh, I think I think that's it unless you want to cover anything else. I think that's it. So as we say every week on uh, our podcast as we're closing it off, what do we say? Please stay distant. Please. And please go the distance. Please.